W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in schools, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. This is our podcast. It's a BS in education. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of BS this week, as we do. So this week has been full of BS, like full-time, lots of BS. Um, Absolutely. We're recording this in the summertime, and I personally hate summertime. I think it's partially because of where I live, as you know, (laughs) Um, because we can't go outside in the summertime. It's like... It's real hot. It's real, real hot to the point where, like, I'll go outside for, I don't know, to, like, move from my car into my home. So my air-conditioned car into my air-conditioned home. And then I get real sweaty. And then I jump in the shower to, like, stop sweating. But I'm still sweating when I get out of the shower. It's that kind of hot. And I hate it. Um, And it's especially crappy this year because my kids are at home with me all the time. So I can't, like, send them to a day camp or anything. Um, it's just real hot and real loud and everybody's touching me all the time and I don't need that in my life right now. It's been um, kind of hot here, but we're actually about to get a big storm and it's going to be in the seventies for up. two days. That's, but I used to live in Satan's butthole where you do. So I understand the <laughs> constant sweat. It's every, it's uh like it's, I used to put deodorant under my boobs. Do you totally. have to do that? <laughs> Totally. I actually switched you have to a so much boob sweat. that you can use, it labels, like, you can use this anywhere on your body that you want. So if you want to prevent swamp ass, you shoot me an email at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com, and I'll send you a link to that website. And maybe we can get them yet. to be our sponsor. I know. We'll send this episode to them and be like, hey, I almost said your name, but I'm not gonna. But I'm not so gonna. Then, How about you give me $12? <laughs> that's right. Then I'll say your name. And then we'll name. talk. Then we'll name, name drop you. Uh-huh. Um, so let's start out with talking about what BS we experienced yeah. this week. What's been going on with you? Uh, well, why don't you say yours first? Because yours inspired <laughs> mine. Okay. So the BS in my life, as we mentioned, it's hot as balls down here. Also, in addition to that, we have a serious bug problem. Not like my house is infested with bugs, but just like Mm -hmm. in general, this whole region of the country is infested with bugs. So one of the great things about our house is we have these really big oak trees that shade the house, which keeps our electricity bills down since we're running the AC 24-7, which is wonderful. However, these gigantic... and If you don't live where I live, you're going to think I'm lying, but I'm not lying. These big two-inch-long cockroaches live in these trees, and they're everywhere. They are Mm -hmm. literally everywhere. And I can't, like, I I can deal with wasps. I can deal with bees. I can deal with spiders. They don't really bother me, but for some reason, a flying cockroach... They fly! When it flies? They're two inches long, and they fly, and they're really hard to kill. Like, I've smacked one with a shoe before, and I'm like, oh, for sure it's dead. And then you pick up the shoe, and then you watch its body, like, pop back up, and its legs... It's like the Terminator. It is! It is! It doesn't look like natural. God, they're awful. So, freaking roaches everywhere. So, the other night, we're watching TV in the living room, and I have a little wreath hanging on one of my walls, because that's, you know, just what you do. 
And all of a sudden, this big thing just falls out of the reef onto the floor. And my oh husband my God. and I looked at each other, and I was like, was that a fucking rope? I thought it was one of the flowers <laughs> off the reef that had fallen because it was so big. No, no, no. It was a two and a half inch long cockroach. And then my husband had to chase it all over the living room. It's, I just can't handle it. And then I went to give my daughter a bath the other day and we hang her little washcloth on the faucet and -hmm. she was about to get in and this big old roach climbs out of her thing. And I'm just like, hold on a second, sister. I mean, they're just everywhere. So basically I'm living my life in terror. The coronavirus, number one. And then number two, flying cockroaches. Hate it. Flying cockroaches are everywhere. So uh, here's a peek behind the curtain. Uh, Miss B and I do a Google Doc with all of our topics uh, mm-hmm. for the day. So I saw that she had something to say about roaches, which inspired mine, which is rats. There are rats. Oh. I don't know. So so I live in a an urban area, like a big city. Um, I'm trying to say how to not say where I live. It's a big <laughs> There's city. A, there's a subway five minutes from my house. I can and walk see, to a subway. If you live in the south, that would narrow it down because we don't have any subways. But if you live <laughs> right? in the north, it's lots. It's not, yeah. yeah, everybody has a subway. Yeah, so uh, so it's a it's a it's an urban area. Rats are pretty common, just like out in the street and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that restaurants are closed, which I guess rats a lot of times just feasted in the dumpsters of restaurants, sure. there have been articles about aggressive rats in the area. Oh, no. And I have seen several, like, just because <laughs> I just sit on my porch because sure. what else do we have what to do? do? So we'll sit on our front porch and I'll read a book or listen to a podcast and I just see, like, a rat walk down the street and just, like... It makes my butthole tighten up. Does it? <laughs> yes! I hate them. So I, we, the place we lived about 18 months ago, we were infested with rats and I have PTSD from it. Like I didn't sleep for like a month. No, I it was, either. it was awful. You could just hear like, <laughs> in the walls, there was one, no. there was one night, um, my uh, husband was at some I don't know, some like awards banquet or something. And I was like going to see my friend directed, uh, uh, what was it? Two Gentlemen of Verona, Merchant of Venice, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I barely have enough time. Uh, once I get home from my rehearsal, I'm going to change really quick. I'm going to run to the school. I'm going to catch a show. So like I walk in and there's just like little piles of grain in my no. hallway. And I just like freeze Because at first I was like, oh, God, somebody broke into my apartment. I don't know what's going on. Someone's in here. And then uh, all of a sudden I hear like, and it's all around me. So I like, yes, so I'm standing on top of the coffee table in my living room, just hearing it all around me. My husband's at this, this awards thing. So he's not answering his phone. We had a neighbor that lived down the street who works with my husband. So she was also at this thing. I didn't know what to do. Uh, So uh, I like freaked out. I'm trying to get in touch with the upstairs neighbor who they had children that left food everywhere, which is the reason we got rats to begin with. children Um, ruin everything children are the grossest um (laughs) so welcome back to our teaching podcast about education i was traumatized (laughs) standing on this coffee table freaking out and i just ended up sitting in my car (laughs) for like two hours because i didn't know what to do or where to go so now 
So I already live with all of my food and my pantry is inside plastic or glass containers. Yeah. Like there's nothing that That an animal could easily get into into. because at one point in my time, in my life, I lived somewhere that had rats in the walls and it was awful. Like I would go to sleep at night and stuff like towels underneath the doors. (laughs) It was so terrible. And I couldn't sleep. And my husband could sleep through it, but I would hear just like stuff moving around. Oh my God. Like they. So I am (laughs) really afraid we're going to get rats because they're all starving and they're they're everywhere. Like they'll do anything. And get aggressive rats. <laughs> yeah. Did they, that one that you saw on the street, did it like pop up on its hind legs and just like make eye contact with you and just yeah. scare you Yeah, and then it flipped me the bird. <laughs> and you're like, damn it. You're eating a piece of string so, cheese. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm wondering, oh, that's another thing. So we have, uh, you know, everybody's got tons of garbage cans yeah. everywhere. And they all have holes in them because the rats Ew. have gnawed holes into the garbage cans. So, so now when I take the trash out, I'm just like, hey. Hey, rat. <laughs> like, kick it. Yeah, I'm coming. Because what, <laughs> <if I, laughs> what if I Clang open it lids. and a rat jumps out at me? No. So I have I have rat PTSD, and I'm <sighs> very terrified that they are going to get in our apartment. That's a and big... I, might, I might just get a cat. Should I just get a cat? Just get a cat, yes. My and husband's allergic, to... but, but I'm just going to tell him, get, take I some mean, Zyrtec, man. You cat? need to suck that shit up. Oh, Seriously. Rats. If you're not going to be home with a pellet gun to take care of the rat problem, then I'm going to get a cat. And that's what we're going to do. Oh, my God. Yeah, we really went off the rails there. We did. What is our learning objective for today? Hey, welcome to a BS in education where we talk about school. Um, A BS in education and also also infestations of different sorts. Yes, and also rodentia and other vermin that we are not into. Um, so oh, sorry. One more thing about rodents. <laughs> I saw a jet black squirrel the other day. It was just oh! very weird. I've never seen one. I've seen an albino oh, squirrel before. We have him up here in the north. It was very strange. Okay, maybe he's a maybe yeah. he's a transplant. he's a northern squirrel. Okay, um, a cargo ship. We're not going to talk about those things. No anymore. more. Just for no right more. Now. Just for right yes. Now. Okay, so today's learning objective is we will analyze our journeys as educators by reflecting on past experiences and making predictions about how we might grow and improve. So that's what we would put on a lesson plan. But uh, <laughs> in real life, the objective is we're going to remember some stupid shit that we've done as teachers. Oh my God, teachers. I've done so much stupid <laughs> shit. And I know just as we continue to do this podcast, I'll start to uncover more things in my memory. Oh, sure. But yeah. Um, uh, so do you want to, uh, well, why don't I you go kick first? kick it off. Because yeah. I made you go first with the roaches. No, I and then I everything. Uh. <laughs> and then I did a type five on rats. It was a big one. Yeah. It was a big one. I'm okay with it. So I'm going to tell you about one. And if we have time, I'll tell you about a second one. So uh, so I'm going to do elementary school first. So I taught elementary school. uh, This is when I was teaching theater. And uh, I taught K through fourth or fifth, K through fourth, I think. Mm -hmm. And basically there's 20, I taught 25 classes a week. I saw every class, every grade for for an hour a week. So towards the end of the school year, as our big like final project with the fourth grade students, I can't do a play with everybody because that's just ridiculous. Oh God, we don't have nightmare. the space. I sure. already, the already the play I did, we did in the gym and all the PE teachers that's... would give me the stink eye when they oh, couldn't yeah. use it for a week. How are we going to do shuttle run with you up in here? I know. Theater pansies. <laughs> 
So I had this brilliant idea my second year that, oh, I'm going to write a, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to get a grant to get a bunch of those Amazon Fire tablets and I'm going to do recorded stuff with the kids. So we'll talk about storyboarding and then the kids that, because this was not a sign up to take theater. You took it. If you went to the school, you took it. I always think it's a little unfair to try to make kids that have no desire to be on stage to be on a I stage know, that's terrifying and what a great way to integrate technology which is i what, know like, a big thing that we're trying to do for the past 20 years i developed a bunch of kind of like movie lesson plans mm-hmm. and that way the students that had no desire to be on the screen or on the stage could do the directing or the storyboarding or cool. they could make props or whatever yeah so our big end of the year project for the fourth graders, I think I, so we spent two months on this because I only saw them an hour a week. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to make a PSA. Probably about 50% of them, even though I let them choose it on anything in the world, as long as like I approve the topic. About half of them did no smoking mm-hmm. ads. So they're getting super into, you know, when you do a project and students are just like, oh my God, and we could do this yes. and I could bring this from home. And then, oh, I have a, I have a green shirt. Miss, miss, can I bring a shirt from my house? And you're just like, absolutely, yes, you, you can. May. Please do So that. they're getting so into this. Teachers are telling me, oh, they're practicing their lines at recess. It's the cutest little thing. They want to uh-huh. perform it for the classroom. They want me to see it. And I'm like, oh, it's great because we're going to, I'm going to put it on the, my school YouTube channel. Yeah. At some point... I overhear some students because, I don't know, I maybe would have eight groups going at once and I would just float around from group to group and try to facilitate and help them with stuff. I hear some group of students talk about stealing their parents' cigarettes to bring to school. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 no. And they're like, oh, oh we can just, we? we can just, yeah. we can make pretend cigarettes and this. So now I'm starting to get like a little bit of a stomach ache and like, oh no, I don't no. even want you to have fake cigarettes no. that you're toting around school. So I was like, okay, here's the deal. How about, almost said my real name. How about <laughs> Miss W will provide all the fake cigarettes. I'm going to keep them locked up mm-hmm. in this thing by my desk. And I was like, you know what? I'll even get candy cigarettes. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Maybe I didn't come up with the idea for candy cigarettes. Is a chance that a student saw them online, and I was like, absolutely not. But I'll. How would I buy them? Provide them. So I was like, that's fine. I'll get a case of them, and then I have the boxes to use for props too, because scenes have smoking and stuff. I was like, okay, this is cool. I'd rather you have obvious fake cigarettes that belong to me that stay with me. Virginia Slims. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So everything's going pretty well. I actually have some amazingly cute uh, photographs that I'll send you later of these kids acting and stuff. But of course, some little jackass came into my room and stole a bunch of the candy cigarettes. Of course. So then I have to like, (sighs) I got to tell all the teachers. (laughs) To be on the lookout for for these candy cigarettes. Selling boxes of... Oh my, oh my God. God. So I it turned into that. a whole thing, but why did I do that? Why did I order candy cigarettes for children? I mean, that is, uh, you, try, you try to do something nice for them and it just blows up in your face. I know. What are you going to do? Because we're just so innocent minded and mm-hmm. most kids are too. 
Um, and we just, once we see that innocence and then we just glom onto that and we're like, oh yes, we can do this. But then we forget that kids are also stupid and they just do stupid things. Yes. And then we're like, God, I'm an idiot. I just walked right into that one. Like I a, did. A dumbass that I am. Felt like a, felt like a real asshole. Felt like a real <laughs> shit. Um, that's hilarious. So <laughs> one of my favorite stupid idiot stories is from actually, this is before I was an official teacher. This is when I was in college and I was hopping around from side job to side job to get experience with kids. So right. first of all, the first job I decided to take to get experience with kids mm-hmm. was to work at the Gymboree store at the mall. Oh, not like I remember the, you working but it there. Was just the clothing store, not even like the play with kids thing. It was just the clothing right. store. I was like, I'm going to work at this Gymboree and sell $40 dresses to babies mm-hmm. to get experience with. So stupid. So anyway, one of these jobs that I took was with this um, summer camp that was horribly funded and it served, um, you know, families who just could not afford like a good summer camp. So they hired a bunch of idiot college kids with no supervision whatsoever. So I also worked at one of those camps. We'll have to talk later and see if it's the same one. Yeah. It's possible. It might have (laughs) been the exact same organization. I'm pretty sure it was because I'm pretty sure sure that you were like, hey, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I did not. Man, I was dumb. Yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So it's fine. But we were both. I mean, that's that's where you're at at that point in life. So I started this job and it. There was, there was one student in my group, and I want to say that most of the kids were between the ages of like 8 and 12. I want to say mm-hmm. that was the general age bracket for my group. And we were close to a park, but to get to this park, we had to cross like a four-lane highway to get there. <laughs> Not highway, but like a four-lane street right, with right. a median kind of thing. So one of the kids in my group, and most of the kids in this group suffered from some sort of social dysfunction, like not mm-hmm. a diagnosable thing, but just like... Don't know how to talk to other people. Right. They are named after grain alcohol brands. They are like just, it was rough. They all had really rough times. So one of these friends in my group was a boy who, um, he was so sweet, but he had some very serious, like actual cognitive issues. And his parents were very open about that. And even if they hadn't been open, it would have been very obvious even to us as idiot kids. So we had to keep like eyes on, if not a hand on the arm of this child at all times, because like could not be trusted. And um, like he was a toucher of other people. He was 12. He was on the older end, but he would touch everybody. Like he would just go up and like pinch people's butts with, but not pinch. It's like a full body. Just a grab. grab. Yes. He was a like double. I got a a cousin that was (laughs) like that when she was younger. (laughs) Nice. We used to have a game when I was in like fourth grade where we pinch each other's butts, but like pinch it real hard to make it hurt kind of pinch. And then one day I ran up to a kid and I thought it was my friend Emily, but it was a different girl who looked the same from the back and I pinched her butt and she turned around and, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. Anyway, back to the story about this. We've all had an ass we accidentally grabbed or pinched at some point. Some real feet ascos, if you will. (laughs) Please edit that out. Oh my God. I will not. Damn it. Damn it. That's um, going to be the name of this episode. Fiascos. Fiascos. <laughs> so um, one day we're heading to the park. And before we go to the park, we all bring our lunches and we all make a pit stop because we're mm-hmm. all going to go, you know, tee tee and poo poo. All the things we need to do. <laughs> and I guess I just d- overlooked the fact that this friend did not go to the bathroom. So we walk across this highway to the park and it's right. I mean, it's right next to the road. 
so we're the counselors are all kind of just standing around talking and shooting the shit and the kids are all playing and stuff and my special friend starts kind of wandering off to the far end of the park and like as he's walking he's kind of his arms are real low by his side and he's just swinging them real fast back and forth and he starts like looking back at us and every time he sees us he starts walking faster and i'm like what's about to what happen is he doing yeah and then one of the other counselors was like did he go to the bathroom before we left and i was like oh i don't oh, know no. so then i start full out running to catch up with him and he is far away from me by this point. Like he's probably 50 yards away. Cause this is a huge park. And, um, so I'm running to catch up. Well, he starts running. He finds a pine tree. That's probably 10 feet away from the side of the road. And then he moves his body so that he's in between the pine tree and the road and pulls his pants all the way down to his ankles. This is a 12 Just like year old butters. child. Yes. Like when my son was two learning how to pee with his pants all the way off. And he whips it out and starts peeing on this tree. So all these cars oh, no. are passing by. And, burr, 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 burr. and we're all, yes. And we're all wearing the t-shirts that say the name of this company yep. that we're working for. And I'm just like. Were they blue? Oh, were they blue t-shirts? They were With blue white t-shirts. writing? Okay. Yes, it is the same it place. Is the same place. <laughs> okay. So I was just like looking back now. I'm so thankful that this is the time before we had cameras on cell phones and things like that, mm-hmm. because for sure this poor baby would have been on the internet and it's not his fault. Like he just, he was just living his life. He had to go pee. He knew he was doing something wrong, but Oh my God. I was just like, I was such an idiot. So that was one of my first things where I was like, no matter how old a child is, you have to have your eyeballs on them at all all times. the time. You cannot turn away because they just do some of the weirdest, dumbest stuff. Oh. Do you have a second story or are you done with stupid stories? Because I oh, have a I have, second one. Oh, go for it. No, I have a million, okay. but I'll save them for later podcasts because uh, there's just a This is my, this one's, this one's a lot shorter than my first one. Okay. And this was a, uh, I, I had to play it cool to not get in trouble. So yeah. basically, uh, uh, this is a this is a hot teaching tip. Even though we're not in that section, okay, have, a cu- have a couple like movies and stuff in your room because you never know when it's going to be some weird day mm-hmm. where you can't teach. Or in this case, there was uh, maybe a field trip or something, and it was a really large field trip. I had like four kids in your class. Yeah, exactly. I had like a. I, this is a class that normally had 30 or maybe 35. This was middle school. And I had mm-hmm. like six and six or seven kids in the class. So it was like, a, do you guys want to play some games or do we just want to chill out and have a movie day? I generally let kids vote if it's a small sure. amount, yeah. not a full class. That's just, that's a terrible yeah. idea. So. so like I said earlier, I had a little collection of movies and, and I basically would just like look on my shelf and say like oh yeah uh, this 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 would be appropriate this is the musical this is whatever this was an audition only class that i taught so these were mm. like my superstar kids yes. yeah yeah this was my True my musical theater the class that, yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> so so it was mostly eighth graders and a couple of seventh graders and i had 10 things i hate about you which I don't know if you're familiar, but it is based I'm on Taming of the Shrew. Yes. Yeah, it's a great movie. I probably hadn't seen the DVD version in a long time. Mm. It would come on I TBS. Say, I have only seen it on TBS or like USA the past. Yeah. So yeah. so it's it's PG-13, but like I said, this class is is 12, 13, 13 yeah. and 14-year-olds. So I'm, it's fine. It's yeah, fine, yeah, right? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I put it in... 
And in the first two minutes of it, somebody falls asleep on the desk and the kid next to him starts drawing a dick on his face with a yes. sharpie. <laughs> and, like, fast forward, fast forward. And some of the kids, so, so I, I wasn't even paying attention that much. I was probably walking around cleaning up the room. Yeah. I just hear some kids, like, start like, oh my god! <laughs> and and laughing and then i had this other little girl oh she was one of my favorite students uh that was like what what is it what are they drawing on the it's face a... so i was like okay do and this is all happening in the span of three seconds in sure. my mind do i panic run up push stop no you or you make it a thing I know. I was like, or do I just play it cool? So I was like, okay, uh, we're 13 year olds in this classroom. I thought we could handle a PG 13 movie, but if you need me to turn it off, I will turn. And then they're all like, no, 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 no. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. People who are mature enough to watch PG 13 movies understand that when you see somebody drawing a dick on somebody else, (laughs) it's just a part of life. Like it's not something we laugh about. It's just, oh my God. So, on the inside I'm dying but on the outside I'm using my acting yeah I'm using my acting degree and I'm cool as a fucking cucumber and just like uh, do we need to turn it off I'm sorry I thought we were mature 13 (laughs) year olds sorry if you're too immature to handle a spewing dick on somebody's face (laughs) that's on you I know so that's another one of my like so now you must you have to go to that common sense media and look stuff up also pg pg-13 was not a thing until the 90s so like really yes because i also at this summer camp you and i were talking about Uh i tried to show et uh i taught at a girls or i was the director of a girls all girls camp and we had a rainy day so we're watching et first five seconds get away from me penis breath and i was like (laughs) fuck I'm talking about that. Oh my gosh. Because that there was sucks. no such thing as PG 13. So, so it was just either especially PG on or old R. Or R. Exactly. Damn. So on old movies, teachers. That, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Go to common sense media. Looking back on things that are rated PG from the 80s, Like Gremlins. Makes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that scared the shit mm-hmm. out of a kid. And that makes so much sense, though. That really clears yeah. things up. So yeah, but common sense media is hilarious because you can tell, like, who are the children in there rating it. Yeah. And then who are the people who associate with any kind of tomfoolery or foolishness and they put ratings on stuff and I'm like man I let my eight-year-old watch space yes and he thinks yeah. it's hilarious and then I go read common sense media and I'm like damn it I'm a bad mom but not really because it's such a good movie so it is such a good movie <sighs> it's a classic all right, all right, let's move on. We're still on page one of our Google Doc. So <laughs> we are let's... but it's only like one and a half pages so it's yeah fine. we're fine oh, we're fine we have some news what like current yeah. events like civics current... or social studies Current events. Yes, social Shut studies. Up. Amazing. Um, our uh, news. So this just came out about 12 hours ago. LA Unified, which is the nation's second largest school system, according to the article I read, has mm-hmm. decided they will not go back into the classroom uh, in the fall. <laughs> Holy crap. I know. So like all year, just, I mean, just for the fall. So I guess they're going to play by ear and see. I guess so too. I didn't. So the article was pretty vague. I did a little digging. I was hoping to find some sort of plan. I think I have a few friends that teach in LA, so I'll probably reach out to them in the next week or so be like, and ask for some. Hell are you guys yeah, doing? be like, so what's your plan? So what's your plan? And do you be... need a theater teacher? Yeah, because <laughs> if it's on the <laughs> Would computer, you like an online distance theater teacher. Uh, 
Dang, that's crazy yeah. because so this morning, and for those of you um, who missed the date up front when I definitely said it, it is currently uh, July 3rd, 14th, 14th 2020. Yeah. I don't know when it, I don't know when it is. I um, just know because it's the bottom of my laptop. That's there the you go. I, I don't that's know. That's the only reason I know. I don't know. I'm just, whatever. But they just this morning, two of the school districts around me, one of them announced that they are not going back to class at all. And then another one announced that they are going to push their start back to September because normally we start in early to mid-August, but they're going to push back to September and then make a decision from there. And I'm kind of waiting to hear from the, from two really big school districts that are where I am. Like they're the two two of the largest in the state. Um, and they're probably some of the larger ones in the country as well, um, just to figure out what what the shit's going on. Um, like I know at my school where I teach, we the plan is to go back into the classroom. Um, they've been saying that all summer, but as the summer progresses, obviously things are getting way worse and real dicey right. and sketchy. So I don't know if that's going to be possible. And I'm just kind of like, I'm, I, uh, I don't know. It's very stressful because normally mm-hmm. all during the summer, teachers are planning shit. Like, what are we going to do this year? Yeah, I don't know what to Getting plan. Getting my classroom ready. I went to Target yesterday or the day before yesterday. I spent $9.72. That's a Christmas miracle. It's because I went in there and normally I'm hitting up the dollar spot and I'm getting like, normally I spend $200 every time I go into Target on just shit for my classroom. But because I have no idea what's going on. So, and I feel like as much planning is going on everywhere, I feel like everybody is that way. And I will say that if we go to distance learning, I feel like parents don't understand that we really were in crisis mode when we went to distance learning in the spring. Like right. nobody knew what they were doing. We had a week to figure out what the hell was going on right. and train students, train families, train ourselves. So yeah, it was a shit show. It was terrible. But you know, I think that Parents need to understand that if we do have to go to online, it's not going to be that way. It's going to be a lot more methodical, a lot more consistent, a lot more, a lot more like school online as opposed to here's a bunch of shit and here's all these errors and stuff. Like we'll still have a little bit of that, but I feel like people just need to be realistic and understand that even if you go to a really small school, even if there's only 300 people at your school, 1% of that is still three people that could die from COVID-19. I know. That's a lot of people. I mean, especially if you're talking about the mental health of these kids staying at home all the time. And I'm like, yes, I agree. That's terrible. But you know, it would also be But what about the mental health of their classmate dying? Yeah, my classmate died or my teacher died. That's horrifying for a child. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think we just need to be passing out anti-anxiety meds for everybody and, you know. Just put that in the water along with the fluoride. Put that in your morning gummy bears. Like, why can't, why don't we have those yet? Anti-anxiety gummies. I think it's called, I, know. I think they're CBD, right? There you go. They're there you go. Yeah. So, states. so usually our schools don't go back until September anyway, because right. we have snow days. Winter. So school doesn't end until the end of June. That <sighs> is awful. It is awful. That Nobody's made any decisions here yet. The university I teach for, like just said, we're going to do 50% online for now. Because then the classes can be more spread out and they're just going to wait and make a decision. But the, uh, the city I live in in particular is way more strict with the quarantine stuff. So Mm -hmm. even though most of the state has gone is in, I don't know, level three, level four, whatever it is where gyms can open. Right. uh, My mayor's like, nah, let's not do that. (laughs) 
We're not going to do it. You'll just all stay inside a little bit longer. Just go walk laps around your couch in your tiny living room. I I did that yesterday for 20 minutes because I didn't have enough steps. It wasn't my couch, though. It was just around my hallway. I just walked and walked and walked. I do that while I watch my shows if I don't have enough steps on my Fitbit. And then some days when I just know it's going to be a real bad Mm -hmm. personal movement day for me, I just don't wear my Fitbit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. I know. So I'm I'm wondering how schools are going to... So not having the buildings open, is that going to free up funds for other things? Like, are they going to be able to make, like, packets for students to send home? I don't know. These are the kind of things that... I don't know. I can tell you that in my personal situation, it will not because... Right. um, just because of the personal situation of our particular school. Right. Um, but if you're in a school, like a big school district with funds to keep the buildings running, I would imagine that they would be reallocating some of those funds for that. But honestly, I don't know. I do know that they're they're working on making sure that every household has Wi-Fi and making mm-hmm. sure that every household has the technology they need to work from home because that's been a huge issue because – you know, especially for economically disadvantaged families, they don't have that no. shit at their house. That is not a priority. So it's it's widening this horrible gap that already exists. I know. Right? It's just that's that's like, like how do we of, recover from that? Of gap? course, schools can't open. Like I know that. Exactly. However, it's just fucking over the kids that like need a place to go that exactly. is completely stable the most. Yep. That's who's getting it screwed, really is. and it just it gives me a stomach ache. That's why I keep saying if we get into a situation where some schools aren't are are opening and mm-hmm. they're in like a desperate we need a teacher situation, like, I'll do it. I think I would because I just your feel like mask and get in there. Yeah, I would hate it, and the chin zits would be out of control. Sure, but, but you I have think a mask I would to just cover it, do so it. Really I know. I would get one of those plastic things that goes over your shoulders. Shit, yeah. I think so they could see my whole face. Ugh, so much. All right, we could talk about that itself for an hour. So let's move on. It's really sad. Okay, yeah. Let's I know. Move let's move. On. Let's move on because we cannot fix this problem. We can't. Um, there's no great solution. Somebody, some people are going to get mega screwed over. That's just kind mm-hmm. of how it is. Okay, so here here's a good one, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I totally do. Do you? Oh, I want to hear time? yours. Okay, so we were thinking of questions to ask each other, things to talk about for this for this particular episode, and one one of the things that I thought about was, um, have you ever had a moment when you were just like the teacher savior, and you were going to bust up in there like Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds for sure and fix. Fix the problem. What what made me think of this is um, this was my, at the end of my first official real year teaching. And again, I was at a not, I was at a really rough school and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to teach summer school because this is before I had children. And I was like, I'm going to make, make some more sweet ass money. So summer school for middle school is for the kids who failed the state test. Mm-hmm. And in my are, mind, are most states like that where there's one grade that if you don't pass that test, you don't get to move up? You, I think so. I want to say so. So, and in okay. my state, it's it like was, that in the two states I've taught in. So, okay. Yeah. So I was teaching this one grade and again, they were in middle school and it, but it wasn't just from my school, right? It was from a whole bunch of different schools right. and they were all put in this one classroom. So from my particular school, 
the experience that I was coming from was, you know, a lot of these kids who had already given up on themselves because they're not passing the state test because the state tests are horribly designed for every learn, you know, all the correct. So write that down. That's a whole other topic. It's already um, on my list. Good man. I'm gonna be drunk on that one. I'm gonna have some. I know whiskey, and we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna tell you about the like perfect storm of one week of state testing that involved. Um, oh. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it. It was I amazing. Oh wait. So anyway, we're. In my experience, these kids have already given up on themselves. There's a huge dropout rate in high school for these kids. Like once they're once they're 16 Correct. and they can, they're out of there, right? They don't care. So I had this moment as 24-year-old 20, me, 23-year-old me, where I was like, all right, the first day of summer school, I'm going to present, I'm going to teach these kids, like, what happens if you drop out of school and, like, why they should stay in and, and care about themselves and blah, blah, blah. So I get in there and I have this presentation that I give with like statistics about like what happens if you drop out of school <laughs> and the the amount of the difference in your salary for the rest of your life if you don't finish high school and if you finish college and all like I just went full on like I'm gonna change these kids lives in here <laughs> so I go on this I give it's probably a 40 minute long presentation to these kids and at the end and they're all just like leaning back and staring at me at the end one of them starts a fucking slow clap and then they all just start <gasps> cracking that kid up gets an A like, I know a I just lost well, it was wonderful for me to like take me down a thousand pegs mm -hmm. because as soon as he did that, I was like, I think I was just a huge dick to all these <laughs> kids and just made these horrible assumptions about them because like the whole rest of the time, they were amazing kids. Like they didn't want right. to be failures. They didn't want to drop out. They just wanted to understand like, why can't I And you know why they were test? probably amazing? Because there were, you probably had 16 kids in a classroom and not yes, 38. I did. I brought, I mm -hmm. had little, I had Skittle reward systems. I gave them all a little cup on their desk and every Every time we would do a problem, I would give them a Skittle and I would give them three Hell, Skittles if they yes. got it right. And they loved me. Like I would give them little stickers and shit. They loved me. But that first day when I was just like, turned my chair around backwards and <laughs> sat down like, all right, guys, let's get real. I felt it was like a Michael Scott teaching moment. It was oh my goodness. so embarrassed that that happened. But you know what? I was stupid. Such an asshole. Yeah. I'm sure I've done stuff like that. Uh, so teacher savior complex to me, I guess I should have asked for a definition or read something <laughs> on that? it. Well, so I was thinking think more uh, along the lines of like wearing yourself out, spreading yourself so thin, oh, trying yeah. to help every single like kid. Like my oh, very first year teaching, I know, my very first year teaching, I can remember bringing like coats and like old yeah. clothes and shoes to the kids and just uh, like I was trying to be their teacher, their mom, their and social the mom. worker, sure. um, everything. And yeah. at some point you just got to, you you're can't. not callous, but you just have to be able to say like, this is the thing I'm going to do. And you I'm going to do really well instead of half-assing everything. Oh, like that yeah. like that Ron Swanson, don't half-ass a bunch of stuff, whole-ass one whole thing. Whole-ass one thing, yeah. yes. That should be the title of this episode, whole-ass whole one Whole-ass one, ass thing. one thing. I'm going to write that down, whole-ass That's so true. Thing. Oh, my gosh. So that's what I was thinking when I was, well, when you said Well, that's definitely a teacher-savior complex also. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like becoming their parent and taking all their problems home with you and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then on a teacher's salary, like, I'm going to buy lunch for all these kids. And then, so I don't know if you've ever read yep. the book, Teach Like Your Hair's on Hair's Fire. Hair's on Fire. Right. I knew you were yes. going to say that. <laughs> Rafe. So, of course, when I I'm... I did. It was like 15 years ago when I read it, though. So pretend well, like I haven't too. read it. Well, me too. I haven't read it recently. Oh, because, all right. 
because that guy, like, amazing what he does with his student. Yes. I mean, absolutely incredible. And of course, he's like the inspiration for any teacher, I think, who really gives a shit about what they're doing because he really does change these kids' lives. But also, it's so unrealistic for m almost every living human being to do what he does. Right. But of course, my first year's teaching, I was like, I'm teaching like my hair's on fire. I'm going to... I mean, so stupid. Because you can't... And then when you read the parts... Because he puts in those books, he puts cautionary things about like... Right. My wife and I never got to see each other ever because I was at school 20 hours a day. And right. I used every extra penny I had. So we had no money. I mean, he taught... He puts all that out there. But I was like, no, man, I'm going to I'm gonna change life. And we still do. You can still change lives without teaching like your hair's on fire, guys. Moral yeah. of the story: I, You don't my have husband, to be Rafe. <laughs> my husband just texted me. <laughs> I muted a lot of conversations on my Mac, but this uh -huh. one I didn't. He just texted me: Squirrels ate my hamburger. What? <laughs> I hope it was fucking squirrels and not rats. I am it might have been rats. <laughs> I am a tree, and we're back full because circle to Rodentia. He ordered, we ordered, like, lunch, and it mm -hmm. got delivered on the porch, I guess. That is hilarious. So I can't wait to hear I that whole story. I hope it was yeah, squirrels. Yeah, it was a fucking rat. I don't know. That's what I want to ask him. It's probably fucking rat. God damn it, rats. <laughs> ah, ah, I'm sorry. I did not mean to totally <laughs> get us off to topic. Our... You only get two fucks per episode, and then you gotta change the <laughs> rating. Uh oh, Hamilton I'll put a rules. bunch of bleeps in. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <sighs> I haven't even read the the podcast. Whatever rules, I think we're just gonna be explicit. Yeah, what? I'll read up on it. What are the rules? I don't. Yeah, I don't there know are. They're different ratings. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm learning the stuff one at one one thing Whoops. at a time. I know how to edit them now. Um. Okay. So let's jump over to our teaching tips of the episode why don't you kick us off what is a tip that you would like to leave our listeners uh, with this is a fantastic tip makes make friends with the head secretary at your school Ooh. because they know how everything works yeah. they control the principal's schedule they they can uh tell you whether you need to actually bother the principal with something or if you can take care of it yourself mm -hmm. uh, i love to take kids on field trips and stuff and just the paperwork for that if you're in a public school Nightmare. system is insane you sure. gotta deal with lunch you gotta deal with buses all kinds of stuff. So yeah, Miss Jones was the secretary at the middle school I taught at for a long time. And I mean, I would like, I found out what her favorite candy was. I found out she really liked peppermints and I got her like a Harry and David, uh, oh, whatever man, peppermint bark nice. gift basket. I got like the $25 one, but still, but still make friends man, with the secretary. It, yeah. Ride. Even if it's just like bringing her some coffee yeah. once in a blue moon. That's super that, smart. That is my teaching tip. So, and that makes sense. So at a school that I used to teach at, you could not make your own copies. You had to submit a copy request oh. like a week in advance and fill out the paperwork and then put it in the stack. And who and has their shit together a week oh, in advance? I don't. Holy shit. And then you have like, oh God, I need this in the next 10 minutes. And well, you're not going to have it. Yeah. So anyway, I became buddy, buddy with the uh, copy lady. And that also yes. assisted me. Seriously, it would slide up a few spots in the pile. I'd be like, um, I actually need this like tomorrow morning. She's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. But you got to be friends. You can't be a dick. You got to like yeah. respect the position or you don't get what you want. Excellent tip. So here's my teaching tip. It's going to sound kind of crazy for lots of you guys. Take an improv class. Ooh. Yeah. So when you are able to, so what you do in an improv class is you learn how to 
react in the moment to things that are happening. And I know if you're listening, you're like, well, that's what I do all the time. No, you're not. So most human beings, while other people are talking or while things are happening, your brain is spinning Mm -hmm. full tilt, trying to figure out what to say next. How do I react? But improv teaches you to turn that part of your machinery off so you can genuinely react to what's going on in the moment. And as a teacher, we all know that whatever you put in your lesson plans, only maybe 20% of that is actually going to go to plan because you're in a room full of, you know, 30 different personalities, right? And learning styles and all these things. If you can manage, if you can figure out how to activate that improv side of your brain and think outside the box, you will be so much better at adapting to the changes you need to take in your lesson plan, making lessons more engaging on the spot, figuring out like, oh, if this is going poorly, you can figure out how to completely derail and take it into the direction you need to go without having an anxiety attack. Exactly. And it helps you to, uh, there's a lot uh, in improv on like, agreement and uh it's like getting rid of that ego part of you that some teachers can't release right like no i read on pinterest this is how we're gonna do this lesson plan so we're doing it but when you get really good at improv you get really good at just agreeing with somebody else's idea and recognizing when something's not working and just saying fuck it do something else now we're double rated man we're we're up to four or five fucks at this (laughs) point i don't know Uh, yeah so it helps you just move on quickly with what is working yes so that's that's my recommendation and again if you would like to know where you could take an improv class you could probably email us at bs and education 2020 at gmail.com and we can give you some suggestions on how to find a good improv class Absolutely. Um, And in these crazy times, the great thing is, yes, you can take them online. You don't have to be in person. Um, So, and it also teaches you to not take yourself so seriously. Like if you're one of these very rigid people, very type Mm -hmm. A, things have to be your way, like you were saying. It really helps you to let that go. And I feel like you enjoy your life more anyway. So that's my tip. Okay, let's move on to our next part, which is screaming in the parking lot. What are some things that you just feel like if we could be in a school building right now, you would exit the school building, sit in your car, turn the AC on to full blast, maybe some thrash metal, and then bang on the steering wheel and shout into the ether. What would you be doing? I I would scream, call me coverage one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl. I... The the last school that I taught full-time teacher at, at, that's all we were thought of as, was like the babysitters while the real teachers have their PD. It was the worst. And at some point, because I was like the leader for the specialist team, at some point I said something and one of my coworkers was like, really, we're just coverage for the other teachers. But he he was saying it to us like, slow your roll. We're just there so they can get their shit done. And oh my God, I I just jumped out of my skin. Yeah. Call me coverage one more time. Call me coverage. That's mine. I'm seeing the Samuel L. Jackson meme right now. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We don't have to make that meme. Wait, is it it, it from... What, what am I thinking? Am I thinking of the right meme? I think it's Pulp Fiction. Call. I thought it was Pulp Fiction. Time. But yeah, now I'm also so. seeing a Tyler Perry meme where he's dressed up as. So I don't know. Oh, Medea? Maybe. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll I'm going to admit, I've never seen, I've yeah, seen yeah, one of the Medea movies and I was not sober. Me too. <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> I had a lot of alcohol before we went to the theater. I was I teaching. <laughs> I was teaching middle school and we were talking about Medea, like the Greek play. 
I definitely had kids in class that were like, like I've seen Medea. Medea goes to jail is my favorite. I was like, no, it's no, different. No, it's not. I it's different Medea, y'all. All right, what's, what makes you scream in the parking lot? Oh, my God. Um, this, this is a tale as old as time, and this is something that I have been able to scream in the parking lot every single year I've ever been teaching mm-hmm. is, would you sometimes, admin, just ask the teachers to pretend that you give a shit before you make some big sweeping proclamation that is going to fuck, there's number seven, everything up. Because you are not in the classroom. You are not the one in there. Please just ask. And even if you go in the opposite direction, just ask and pretend that Mm -hmm. you give a shit before you put something through that is going to fucking ruin everything. There's a hundred million examples. And I get it. You're admin. You've got a whole bunch of different people that have a thousand different opinions and you can't please everybody. I understand that. But you know what helps people like get on board with your idea is if you ask them first and pretend to give a shit. Just pretend that maybe your people who are on the front lines like know what's going on and could give some pretty sound advice and suggestions. Because like we're in there. We know what's happening. Anyway. That's, that's my screaming in the parking lot. Um, and then, so I just want to close out with, uh, I had written something down for my all worth it snippet, but I just said, I just screamed into the parking lot and, um, now I'm just pissed off. So I'm going to save mine for next time. (laughs) But Miss W, do you have an all worth it moment that you can share with us? I do. I was going to say, it's really nice just to get an email or a note from a student. So I had uh, one of my favorite students in the, I taught a musical theater history class, which was also a writing credit. So the majority of the students were not theater students. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I got this really sweet note from one of them that I'm going to read. It says, uh, here's my final. Hope you have enjoyed, or hope you have as much fun as I did writing and watching it. Thank you for an insanely fun semester. Your class was honestly my favorite and I looked forward to Mondays because you and your because of Aww. you and your fantastic teaching, positive attitude and your way of making every class fun and memorable. Seriously, it means the world to see that in a college setting. I loved it. How awesome. What I a know warm and I fuzzy. And I you know it did it did give me a little warm fuzzies cool. all over. Uh, And I really did bust my ass to try to make that class interesting because I knew most of the kids were just trying to get their English credit. I know. Yeah. I get that. But oh, that's good on you. Good for you for trying to make it good. And clearly you did. That's, that's wonderful. Um, Okay, guys. Well, I think that wraps up this little journey through our brains. Um, So do you have a BS in education? We want to hear from you. You can ask us questions. You can share your tips. Um, you can tell us your frontline teaching tales. I would love to know if any of you guys have a teacher savior complex. I'd love to hear mm-hmm. those stories. Um, or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, same name, at bsineducation. But if you prefer to talk instead and use your voice, especially for a screaming in the parking lot moment, we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 23473-TEACH. Heck yeah. And give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this. And and you have to give us some sort of proof. So like, you know, send us a screenshot on Instagram or something and we'll mail you a little prize. We will mail you some stuff. Full on bribe you for that five star review. Absolutely. Um, So thanks for listening. We'll hear from you next week. And this has been 
Classes ended, time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Classes ended, time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in Education. My tummy hurts.